Welcome, everybody, to the Quarter Quest Comics on the Cheap podcast, a bi-weekly discussion about diving through the dirt bins and pulling out gold. All right, welcome to... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, welcome to the new episode of Quarter Quest Comics on the Cheap podcast. I'm Nick, and I'm joined by... Kirk. Ryan. And today we're going to talk about three comics from different eras that we all bought for, like, a dollar or less. And who gets to go first this time? You. Oh, yes, it's me. <laughs> all right, so um, I did uh, Our Fighting Forces, number 132, from August 1971, uh, featuring The Losers. And this has three stories in it. One is called The Pooch, or Pooch the Winner, uh, written by Robert Kaniger, and ink by John Severin, editor by Joe Kubert, and then The Invincible Armada, written by Robert Kaniger, Pencil and ink by Rick Estrada, and USS Stevens Cabbages for Kings, written pencils and ink by Sam Glansman. What do I say about this? Like, I thought this was just gonna be one story. I, I hate when they put three stories in one book, and there's no characterization, there's really nothing that happens. Um, this book was actually not so bad. Um, first story is about the losers, they're in. They're in Japan, and they're attacking, and they get assigned a dog to for their troop. And they're like, what the hell are we going to do with a dog? It's great. He's just going to bark all night. He's going to cause the enemies to come find us, and we're all going to die. But So the dog starts barking out of nowhere. And they're like, see, this is what I told you. Just gonna, we're all going to die. And uh, Zero comes flying out of the sun with his engines off, and he's just going to dive bomb them and just kill them all. So the dog is actually warning them that this is going to happen. And so they're like, maybe there's something to this dog, right? And they get ambushed by the Japanese, and the dog warns them about that. They fight them off. Uh, Then they're out in the middle doing a recon. They get captured. Dog finds them, sets them free. They kill all the Japanese. It's all over, you know. Um, Then they're walking in Washington, D.C. when the the war is over, and they're about to get assigned to someplace new, and they hear a, a bark. There's holy shit, it's Pooch, right? Pooch is like, recognizes their smell from like 100 yards away, and he's running up to him, and they're like, you know, we really wish we'd take you with you, with us, but with our bad luck, you're gonna, you probably die, you know? <laughs> so, uh, you stay with that guy, right? It's a, it's a cute little story about, you know, how much these guys didn't really care for this dog at the beginning and and then it starts to save their lives and it gets sick and put in the hospital and they're like you need to stay you know just rest get this fever over and they're like caring for this dog and it's really funny um second story i was like the invincible armada i'm like oh no it's a pirate story god damn it i hate pirate stories Arr, matey and it's it's about the guy from Spanish guy and he's like gonna go fight the English Armada and it ends up he's a descendant of like of a Nazi fighter pilot who takes his Armada against the English and he gets killed and his (laughs) Messer Schmidt ends up on top of the galleon that his ancestor was rolling around in okay um USS Stevens, didn't read it. Did not find it interesting. Could not read anymore. I didn't care. Um, was it worth a dollar? Yeah, it was worth a dollar. Was it worth the $60 it's going for online? No. 
uh, just don't worry about finding it. I mean, just like these. I mean, great. I don't like war stories. I mean, they're they're bland. They're boring. They're the same story over and over again. I probably will not be picking up any more uh, DC war stories because this and Sergeant Rock. Oh God. <laughs> so that's my nice. Oh, sorry, what? You put me asleep with that story there, yeah. This was a great book. So, I read Reed Fleming, World's Toughest Milkman by Eclipse Comics. It came out in August of 1987. All I could find for creative was Catherine Ironwood, editor, Dean Mullaney, publisher, and some guy named David Boswell, who I'm assuming was the writer and the artist. That's all I could find. Uh, the plot? Uh, it's just him being an asshole to everyone and destroying milk vans. And trying to score with an actress with Mickey's. Uh, what did I like? I liked that he was a sarcastic ar- asshole and it was... It was great. Uh, it was a quick read, and I liked the art. What didn't I like? Would have been nice if the whole book was in color. I mean, they did charge $2 a book in the 80s. That's all I got. That's all independence in the 80s, so they were all like 2 bucks. 2 3 bucks. <laughs> Alright. So, I did... Adolescent Radioactive Black Belt Hamsters, number one, by Dynamite Comics. This came out in 2008. I had a soft spot for it because we've interviewed Don Chin in the past, who created the hamsters. Did he write that one? No. He was given credit. Okay. So this was written by Keith Champagne. Art was Tom uh, Nyan. Colors was Moose Bowman. Letters were Zach Mothney. Um, I wonder if they actually got this, ran this by Don and said, "Hey, you know, do you? What do you think?" Because it it was weird. It was not like the hamsters I from the eighties. Um, so there's four hamsters. They have one named The Rock, one named Arnold, one named John Claude Van Damme. Oh, excuse me, five hamsters. Uh, one named Steven, and one named Lucy. Um, Is the one named Steven like a pathological liar who met Bruce Lee? These are all based off of Dwayne Johnson, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, Steven Seagal, and Lucy Lawless. Yeah. Um... And they were visited by uh, their mentor, who helped raise them, and she needed them to come back to the uh, monastery where they were raised at, because uh, they were being attacked, and so they jump in their plane, their hamster mobile or whatever it is, and go flying to the monastery, and a big fight ensues. So there you are. Okay. What I liked about it. The art was pretty solid. And it did capture the idea of 
the original hamsters. What I disliked about it was it wasn't the original hamsters. That's actually one of them. Yes, it wasn't the original hamsters. Um, but it felt more like it was a spoof of a spoof. The hamsters were a spoof of the turtles. This was a spoof of the hamsters. So it did, just didn't jive right for me. Um, the only thing that actually felt original from it was the fact that the characters were named after these famous movie stars, action heroes at some point. Um, for what I got it for, which is what, whatever we pay, you know, I got it, paid $20 for 50 bucks. So, you know, it was, it was an okay read, but am I going to pursue after the rest of them? Like I am the originals? No. Um, they, I just don't think they captured the essence of what the hamsters should be. Cool. That was a fast episode. What did we do, like five minutes this time? I don't know, probably. About maybe ten. That's our show for the week, or the next few weeks, so uh, have fun, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.